the ACC's Daily Agenda podcast, powered by Musashi. Yeah, good morning and welcome into the Daily Agenda. Manaya in for the 23rd of May 2023 and it is my pleasure to welcome into the podcast for his second ever appearance, uh, ACC's Chatterbait aficionado, webmaster Joe Jury. G'day Joe, how are you mate? G'day mate, what an intro that is, isn't that just get your barred up? <laughs> That'll wake you up on a Tuesday morning. Uh, that is the NHL theme song from ESPN and I've got to say the NHL hasn't been getting a whole lot of love on this podcast, to be honest. On most uh, New Zealand media, it doesn't really get a lot of uh, love around playoff time, does it? Oh, also uh, American media. Uh, <laughs> it's, well, ESPN are one of the broadcast partners, but you wouldn't know it. No. You wouldn't know this. I mean, NBA just kind of rules the roost around this time of the year. But yeah. for people like me and um, Canadians around the world, it's, mm. uh, it's almost Christmas time. So where are we at? I know that they run concurrent with the NBA playoffs, and basically the season's almost exactly the same, isn't it? So 82 mm-hmm. regular games, uh, regular season games. Now they're into the playoffs. Where are they at in terms of uh, their playoffs? Uh, they are two games each into the conference finals, the Eastern Conference and your Western Conference. Yep. Uh, in the East, we've got the... There's four teams in the, that are left, and yep. they're in the hotbed of uh, Canadian and ice hockey um, breeding grounds of the Florida Panthers, <laughs> the Carolina Hurricanes, the Dallas Stars, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Wow, so yeah. real hotbeds of, we, uh, of hockey. We live in the future when uh, Dallas can have, or even Florida can have an ice hockey team that's so good. Mm. I mean, that, doesn't that say so much about where professional sports is? Well, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning have gone to the Stanley Cup the last three years. They won two in a row and then went to the finals last year. So Wasn't Las Vegas in the finals last year? Or? Vegas were in the finals in their first ever year in an uh, expansion, which was in 2019, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so it's just crazy. But um, And also a cra- another fact where... For the the first two games of these series mm. on both sides have both got, have all gone to overtime. Was this the series where one of the games went to quadruple overtime? Yeah, fifth longest game in NHL history, four overtimes. It was like nineteen seconds away from going into the fifth overtime. How long was that in uh, real life time? Uh, f- I think it finished like one fifty five a.m. If you were at oh my the, god at the ground at the at the stadium in in Carolina, and in the first overtime of that game. Um, the Panthers scored, and everyone was like, oh, okay, cool, the game's over, we're going Sweet. to go home. But then they called the goal back, and then it went on for another four overtimes after that. Oh, so if you've bought a ticket to that, what time would that game start at, like, 8, 9? Uh, it would have been 8 p.m. Eastern, yeah, so that's, yeah, 12 o'clock. So you've bought a ticket, you've left home at, like, 7 to get to the stadium. The game doesn't finish till, what, 2 in the morning? Yeah, um, so the be, I mean, does anyone work in Carolina? I don't think they do anything in Carolina. <laughs> People just play golf or um, run uh, chicken shacks or something. Um, and, yeah, so Matthew Kachuk, who's the son of uh, Keith Kachuk, mm-hmm. uh, famous NHL player, US NHL player, has scored both those overtime-winning goals for the Florida Panthers, so they're up 2-0. Uh, and on the other side, Vegas have won both of their games in overtime, so they're up 2-0 as well. So who do you think are the hot favourites to come out of uh, each of these? Well, are the series tied? One apiece or? No, two, two all. So 2-0. Um, so Florida yeah. lead 2-0 on the east and Vegas lead 2-0 on in the west. So is it going to be a Florida-Vegas uh, finals? I would say Carolina have a good chance of coming back. Um, you go to two overtimes and one overtime long like that. 
it's pretty much a coin flip. Yeah. Uh, so Carolina were the better team during the regular season. Florida were the eighth seed, very much like the Miami Heat. Oh, yeah. On, in the basketball, the eighth seed beat the uh, historic uh, Boston Bruins, who were the greatest all-time regular season team yeah. this year with 65 wins. Beat them in the first round in game seven. Uh, breezed through the Maple Leafs uh, in, in round two and now are in the uh, conference finals. But Carolina, overall a better team, so you'd look for them to kind of come back. And um, maybe Vegas should go through on the West. Yeah. Um, but whoever comes out of the East, that'll probably go seven games, I'd say. Coin toss. Okay. Uh, you, uh, you've you made a bit of money on the TAB off these series. You quite often will give me the old over-under tip uh, to put you on the spot. If there was one for tomorrow, as this podcast will go out this afternoon, mm-hmm. there was one that people could jump on to go over or under the total goals. What are you thinking? Uh, well, today, tonight we've got, well, this afternoon, it's uh, game three of Carolina, Florida. But I would say, by the time this comes out, go for game three of Vegas, Dallas. Uh, it's going back to Dallas. During the regular season, you know me, I always say go the over. Yep. Because you don't bet against... Um, Excitement. Yeah. Uh, but in the playoffs, especially in this stage of the playoffs, always go the under. Because okay. it's so defensive. There's no penalties called. There's no power players. And if the over number is like six and a half, that is easy money. Okay. Brilliant. You heard it here first. Thank you very much for your time, Joe. I was trying to run and like I could feel that something was wrong down there and the pain hadn't gone away. So we've got one of those cricket guards that cover the cover the front. Um, I'm testing that out today. So I think it's likely that a nickname will emerge out of out of today's training. Yeah, that's the voice of Chanel Harris Tavita there from last season in the uh, NRL where he famously tore his uh <clears throat> coin purse uh, there in one of the games and played on and then toyed with the idea of playing with a cup for the rest of the season. Uh, he then went on to just sort of uh, take a year off. He's been, uh, we've famously, Ben Hurley was calling for us to scrape him off a beach in Bali to bring him back to the Warriors this year when we were in desperate, desperate need of some injury cover. Well, it's just come out this morning. Chanel Harris-Tavita is to return to the Warriors. He's just signed a two-year deal with the Waz from 2024. He joins Roger Tuivasa-Shek in joining the Warriors next year. That means that we will have the most double-barrel names in club history. We're going to have Dallin Wateni Zalesniak, Shards Nicole Klockstad, and Adam Fanua Blake, Roger Tuivasashek, Chanel Harris Tavita, got Anton Leonard Brown might as well sign for them as well. Um, but my main takeaway from this one, it'll be great to have Chanel Harris Tavita back in the team next year. There's a bit of a logjam in the halves at the moment though. We've signed Volkman, Ronald Volkman, who started a couple of games when we uh, with Tomari Martin being out. Tomari Martin, of course, himself has been excellent in that number six jersey. Luke Metcalf, who had massive wraps on him to start the season, played a couple of preseason games for the Warriors, but then he did his hamstring, so that's why we haven't seen him. Um, and then, of course, Sean Johnson in the halfback jersey, who allegedly has just turned down a massive offer from uh, the Tigers to stick with the Warriors. So punters are saying... They're going to have to get rid of some people. Obviously, someone's going to write the article saying we need to get rid of Sean Johnson because there's no spot for him now that uh, Chance, uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita is back. I don't believe in that. Um, I saw another article look saying that he should bulk up and play 13 and then move Tohu Harrison to prop full-time. There's a couple of issues I've got with that. One is I interviewed Chanel Harris-Tavita. It must have been in 2020, 2021. And um, when he came into the studio, this was at Hodaki, we had a bunch of pizza in the studio and we said, oh, you boys probably can't eat this because you're on strict diets. And he said, well, actually, he can eat whatever he wants because his one directive from the coaches was put on weight. So I think for a bloke who he must have been about like late 
80 kilos. I don't know what his off-season's been like. I mean, he's been travelling the world. He might have packed on a bit of beef. I just don't know. I think because people see him putting shots on in defence, which he does do, and then they think, well, maybe why couldn't he be a 13? I just think that the role that Torhu does in that 13 jersey for us is immense. I think that we could probably find someone else to fill those front row um, front row positions. But my main takeaway from this is he's not doing anything this year. He's just come back from his overseas trip. So if you believe him uh, that he went overseas to write poetry and find himself, he's already done that. And now five months into the year, he's come back. So what's he going to be doing between now and the end of the year? If the Warriors are in the top four towards the end of the season, which isn't too, I mean, it's a pretty ridiculous uh, what if, but, you know, it's, it's feasible. Why not bring him back early? Why not bring him? Why not bring the other favourite Roger Tuivasa-Shek back early and bolster the ranks going into the playoffs? I don't think that there's any reason why we couldn't do that. And maybe the NRL, the rest of the NRL will complain about it, but it's pretty you know, unique circumstances. You've got Roger Tuivasa-Shek. If he doesn't go to the World Cup, he might as well come and play for the Warriors. And then we've got another guy who took a sabbatical, took a year off. So it's not like we're poaching players. And God, the Melbourne Storm took David Nofaluma off the uh, Tigers last year for a few weeks. So give us a break. I reckon we've got to bring CHT and RTS back to join AFB, uh, CNK and DWZ early at the end of this season. Uh, so we had enough um, next year. We will have enough. And we're going to be right back in the same situation. And uh, we're going to get it done. That's the voice of Jimmy Butler after being eliminated last year in the playoffs. He said that they're going to have enough coming back, that they had enough at the time that just didn't go their way. They came back, and that's exactly what they did. Yesterday, they beat the Celtics again, obliterated them uh, to go up 3-0. And I usually say in this situation, so both uh, both series are at 3-0. I usually say in this uh instance to bet on the team facing elimination because I just feel like you can't sort of fake that kind of desperation you know that kind of want to win when the other team can easily just be like oh you know what? if we don't win fuck it we'll just go back and we'll win the next one I usually say bet on the team facing elimination I just don't really see it in the west you've got LeBron he looks a little bit defeated a little bit deflated someone one of these Austin Reeves D'Angelo Russell type uh, role players is going to have to have a 30-point game. And even then, I don't know if that's going to be enough. The Nuggets, they play like a metronome. They just do the thing that they do. And then on the other side, you've got Jimmy Butler and the zombie heat, as Bill Simmons has been calling them. And I just think that they they want to win this one. They want to get out of there early. They want to get the extra rest. And i got to be honest, I was listening to a few podcasts today saying that, and even Charles Barkley on the commentary after the game, he said that the, uh, the Celtics let go of the rope. They just don't want to be there anymore. They gave up. So... I usually say get on the team facing elimination, but in this instance, I'm going to disagree with myself on that one. I think both of these are clean sweeps. But two wins out of two for Courtney Duncan. She wins the French Grand Prix here at Villars-Suzé Cope and continues to lead the championship. Not only does she continue to lead the championship, but she has won both races at the Women's Motocross World Championship in France and extended her overall lead and claimed the record for the most ever Grand Prix victories. Courtney Duncan has been doing it all, and there were two different courses, so one of them was more of a tight technical course. She found that the second race, uh, second course that she had to race, she said it was a little bit easier, and it didn't matter. She won both of them. She is now the winningest uh, female motocross rider in the world. And my sort of take on this is, why aren't we at the top of every motocross event across you know, all disciplines across the bloody, the crusty demons, across the, you know, Levi Sherwood and all of that, those sort of guys. 
when I was growing up, all of my mates were into motocross. Every weekend, I'd get paid 25 bucks to go and be a marshal and just watch dudes cane themselves on uh, motocross courses around South Canterbury. It was a great weekend job. And I never once went to a regatta. So why are things like sailing one of New Zealand's um, you know, national sports when it's actually things like motocross that people are genuinely getting behind? Um, Matthew Parrish got in touch with me on Instagram. He wanted us to talk about Courtney Duncan and her uh, feats. And I thought... I will do that, but there must be other people who listen to this podcast and just yell at their phone and think, why aren't they talking about this? Why aren't they talking about that? Or even just, I'm a little bit lonely, I'd love to talk to them. Get in touch with us, 3236. I want to start the Friday feedback line. So give us a text on 3236. What have we missed throughout the week? What are we not talking about? What sports aren't getting enough love? Or just what's going on with you? Do you need a bit of life advice? Is there something that you'd like a member of the ACC to address for you? Is there something that they've done throughout the week that you'd like to bring up and ridicule them about? You can do all that stuff. Just text us 3236, no code word or anything. Just fire through a text 3236. I'll scour through that and then on Friday we'll run the old Friday feedback line. So get in touch. 3236, we'll see you tomorrow for a bit of a half-baked sports idea on your Wednesday Daily Agenda. ACC's Daily Agenda Podcast, powered by Musashi.